Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States, you've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. We are privileged to be your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. That's right. And listeners, I just want to give you a heads up. Today is a day that I want you to take some action. If you go to our website, iworkforhim.com, and go to our events tab, you have the opportunity to join us still for our Marketplace Missions trip that will actually be starting next week. So uh, check that out. See if it's something that God's calling you to join because it's, we talk about it every day, Jim, that this our workplace is our mission field. But do we really put boots on the ground and really visualize what that's like? Well, this is an opportunity for everybody to join us as we really live out our workplace being our mission field. Absolutely. Go out to iworkforhim.com forward slash events. You know, if you run your own company, you've been working at incorporating your faith into your work and throughout the layers of your company, the whole idea is to leave a legacy that will perpetuate in your absence. I mean, if the only reason your faith is being seen or heard in your company is because of you, then when you leave, Jesus will leave the building too. So how are you equipping your company to perpetuate the faith-filled, biblically-focused, employee-caring environment? Is it to is it to last as long as you're there, or is it to last through the people you will leave one day behind? You may have to lead now, but one day your leadership and your faith will be absent. Will anyone notice, or will everyone celebrate what you left behind in the hearts and minds of those you touched in prior years? Tony Dale is one of those businessmen. For decades, he's been investing in the leadership and employees of the Karis Group, and as Tony looks to the future, he's started to leave the reins in the capable hands of those he will one day leave behind. Tony Dale, welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, Jim and Martha, thank you so much for the invite, and it's a delight to be with you again. You know, Tony, just last month, we talked with several of your employees who have been touched by the Wisdom Journey Bible study that you hold on a weekly basis at the Karis Group. Why don't you remind our friends listening today as to the nature of the Wisdom Journey study? Uh, Okay, glad to do that. Uh, Actually, the Wisdom Journey began, I guess, uh, years ago with periodic, sort of roughly once a month, Uh, gatherings where I I would try and draw the staff together around our core values and purpose and also use it as an opportunity to uh, bring some teaching on uh, really very basic, ordinary, everyday living stuff. And then out of that grew uh, Bible studies so that we could begin to look more deeply uh, and uh, get, get the team actively engaged because I'm a firm believer that the best way of communication, especially if one's talking about something like wisdom, is not speaking at people, but literally speaking with them in groups of three or four and all mm-hmm. digging into subjects together. You set up these Bible studies at the Karis Group called the Wisdom Journey, and they've been going on for years now. And and you've had and, and the conversations have I mean, last month when we talked about it, the, the people have been really, really touched by all of this. How many employees and leaders do you have in attendance on a weekly basis to these Wisdom Journey studies? Okay, well, uh, not every employee who wants to come can actually come on a weekly basis. 
because uh, the nature of our business, we have to have phones covered and this type of thing. So for all of those who work primarily in the call center environment uh, uh, that we have, uh, they basically have the option of coming every other week uh, so that it makes room for, for everyone to have their turn. Um, with approximately 40 employees, I would say we get around 15 a week. Uh, so if I was to look at how that might vary, it says to me that probably 25 to 30 out of the 40 employees come on a pretty consistent basis. Mm. And I think the important thing for our listeners to hear about that is that you you realize that there's going to be some flexibility needed, but at the same time, you know, business has to be conducted. And so you're trying to make some ways to make it work, yet still give them this opportunity. Um, is, isn't that right, Tony? Yeah, that, that that's absolutely right. Uh, and the nature of how we run it, and maybe we'll get into talking about that, uh, means that it doesn't matter uh, that people are, you know, maybe missing one out of two or one out of three. Uh, it still works perfectly well for them to come and be a part of that. And Tony, your heart and mind behind this has always been just to not only feed into your employees on a, and helping them to be great at their jobs and do a good job and to be good people, but to really feed into them spiritually as well. Isn't that true? Uh, that's absolutely true, and and I would say not just spiritually. I don't want to, as it were, over-spiritualize here, um, but, uh, but at a practical level, we, we want our employees to grow in every part of their life. Uh, so if, if that means that, you know, we're encouraging them to take extra courses or, you know, get uh, extra academic qualifications or, you know, to get involved in uh, social things uh, around the city. Uh, all of that is engaging them to become basically more mature and effective people who can grow into whatever God has for them. Mm. And I, that's so vital. And I hope that people, when they're hearing that, they're thinking, how can I better do that in the environment that I work in, either as, you know, a suggestion or as a leader who can help implement that? So so listeners, you know, think about that and pray about that and think about how you can help your people around you in every part of their life. I love that idea, Tony. So, Tony, as we talk about this, I would love to hear what kind of impact you're actually seeing in the workplace with your employees that are or even those that are not able to attend the weekly um, Wisdom Journey Bible study? Well, it definitely is having an impact, I think, particularly because so many of the employees choose to attend. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've described that impact in a number of ways. Uh, I, I'm certainly noticing within the culture of the company uh, that it's becoming very natural from uh, CEO, you know, meetings, uh, you know, between the CEO and uh, her direct reports or from uh, the most junior, newest member of the company, uh, that there's this open acknowledgement that uh, within the Keris group, uh, we we love to bring the wisdom of God's word into our ordinary everyday life. What I describe, learning how to be completely natural within a supernatural environment in the sense that the kingdom of God is always with us. Uh, and so let's anticipate and think about what it looks like to live in that kingdom and to believe that prayer makes a difference for how I speak to a patient I'm trying to help or uh, how I deal with a vendor. Uh, and how we deal with each other, how I step alongside a colleague who's having a rough day. Uh, and so 
we're seeing, uh, I believe, tremendous impact on the culture uh, through what goes on in the wisdom journey. So, but you're about ready to go through a little bit of transition here, and that's really what we've been hinting at throughout the, the broadcast, that for up to this point in time, it's always been a person in leadership that's been leading this study. What are you doing next? What kind of transitions up ahead? Okay, well, we're actually going into some really major changes, and uh, what I need to do is explain why. Uh, probably, you know, for your regular listeners, they may have heard me describe that uh, when we get into studying Scripture together, it's not one person speaking from the front. It's not in any sense modeled after the idea of a sermon. Instead, when we take a passage of Scripture, we break up into very small groups, typically three or four around a table. Uh, And so in our training room that we use, there's plenty of room for five or six of those tables. Uh, And uh, so everybody's in these very small groups, and they're digging into a short passage of Scripture together without any real leadership, except the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and some very simple tools that I've given them to to help in terms of how do we ask each other relevant questions so that we dig into Scripture and figure out what it really means in our ordinary, everyday lives. So people have become very comfortable in that environment, uh, and they're very used to the idea that they actually will be studying uh, Scripture with, you know, uh, three or four others. Uh, and that all of them are integral to the learning experience. So what we're changing is this. Instead of having a time on company time when everybody comes together, uh, and then I break them into small groups, I began asking, who believes they could lead a time like this themselves? And round about half a dozen people stepped up to the plate and said, well, I'd love to. I've been learning so much. I'd love to see what this looks like. And so I've been working with them separately on small group dynamics and the fact that really Scripture uh, commands not a come and join me at my meeting, But instead, it says to me, Tony, you go into your world and take the presence of Christ to those that you go to. And this difference between a come orientation where we expect the leader to do it and a go orientation where we become the catalyst to touch new people is now becoming the framework for uh, each of these six, six-ish, it might be five or seven, I'm not sure what it'll end up, uh, who are going to be leading a small group, being free to draw from any of those who are coming and or to do something completely outside of the company, in their family or in their apartment complex, or to begin to think about how they create a wisdom journey with the people God brings into their sphere of influence. So, Tony, I'm curious, um, did the Lord, like, prompt you in this? And, I mean, what what um, made you decide or, you know, go in this direction? Because I think it really has some amazing dynamics. Well, Martha, it really grows right out of the orientations Listy and I have had for mm-hmm. decades now of the house church movement, which is that what grows the body of Christ is what's happening out on the edges, 
It isn't how many people come to our meetings. It's how many people are being touched out where we live. Uh, and so as you teach other people to begin to take leadership seriously, this really gets back to basic Luke 10 principles where it says, and Jesus sent them out two by two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens is you send people out into their department, you know, into the marketing department, into the patient advocacy department, into their apartment complex, out with uh, their volleyball team. And that's what we're doing. We're beginning to say, hey, everybody, each of you is responsible for what God's equipping you with. Mm. So I love the fact that when you said, hey, we're thinking about decentralizing this, you had five or six people say, hey, I would like to do this. Is Do you have any nagging concern in the back of your head, Tony, that because you won't be saying this is what we're going to be doing, that maybe it won't get done? Are you concerned that it may not happen? I, I not only don't have a nagging concern, I'm fine if it doesn't get done. And what I mean by that is I'd rather have three or four who are actively living in obedience to the Holy Spirit than all of these people coming and having me, as it were, lead week by week and being effectively fed on milk, something that someone else has prepared, rather than themselves learning how to digest the word, you know, taking the meat of the word and bringing that out into their sphere of influence. That's where growth in the kingdom occurs. So I'm just curious, when you um, presented this, and you know, change can be hard for some people. Um, how how did how did they receive it? How are they looking to the future? Uh, I think there is actually an excitement there. Uh, it, it was uh, just a little over a week ago that I first presented this to everybody, not just to those who had expressed an interest in leadership, uh, and it was like everybody. Almost, it seemed, immediately cottoned on, oh, wow, so now I'm not going to be a group of, you know, me and a group of 15 or 20 coming together on a Wednesday morning, but I'm going to be part of a group of three or four, and I can choose which group that is, uh, and we can multiply into two groups, and we might grow into four groups, and who knows where this will go. I think there's excitement. Awesome. So you have worked so hard at building a positive culture at the Karis Group. You've worked, I mean, it's been something you have bathed in prayer for for over two and a half decades. This is something that really kind of is birthed out of that culture in that you're, you're trying to disciple and mentor people to be full, whole people when they leave the office. Uh, you're, you're trying to make sure that the people that work with you each and every day, work for you each and every day, really are blessed by that experience. How, if people listening to the show today, Tony, and they're thinking, how could I do this in my own work? Maybe you got some, do you have any suggestions for them? Wow, uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, Jim, if it's not uh, self-serving, which it certainly is not supposed to be, I would probably recommend them to one of my wife's books, uh, maybe one that I know you often uh, recommend small is big or a, a second an army of ordinary people mm-hmm. and here the principles we're talking about would come out oh that's good yeah i i, I love especially small is big because it just talks about the 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 power of the small church and the small church can be two or three gathered uh, which is what you're talking about doing at the Karis Group with your with your talks. Well, what I love, Tony, is just the heart behind this and also the letting go because you don't want people to remain babies in their faith for a long time. You're looking for them to grow in their faith while they're working. 
and grow in their faith in their leadership of other people. And it, it's to me, it, 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 I'm like, oh, that's a big change. And then, as you said, you're not worried about it at all because you really feel like this is what God has let, led you to do. When we come back, Tony, I, I, I want to talk about what's the Lord got in store for Tony Dale in 2020. As you making this big change at the Caris Group, you've got another company called Sidera Health. What's the Lord going to do? We're listening. You're listening to Iron Work Frame with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back with Tony Dale. Feel like it's a dog-eat-dog world and you're wearing milk-bone underwear? Smile. Don't despair. For the Lord declares, I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. So rejoice. Nothing can undo God's good plan for you. Remember the former things, declares the Lord. Those of long ago. Remember that I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I have made known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, to what is still to come. And I, the Lord, say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. So don't despair. Trust God. His plan is right on schedule. Got questions? Find answers. Mark829.com your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, hey, hey, wait a minute. Have you ever prepared yourself for your daily workplace missions trip? January of 2020, we invite you to join Martha and I on our very first I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip. The trip takes place in your workplace the last two weeks of January. Here to tell us more is Mike Henry from Follower of One. All right, Mike, today's the last day that our listeners get to sign up for our I Work For Him Marketplace missions trip. Is it too late to sign up today? And why should they sign up? And where can they get signed up? Yes, this is the last weekend to sign up for the January the 20th trip. After that, they'll be signing up for the next Marketplace mission trip, which is scheduled for March the 2nd. People who get involved in the trip, especially those who do it with a friend, come away saying that they plan to keep the trip going. They also say they pray more for their friends and they sense God used them in the lives of others. Whenever you hear this, you can always learn more and sign up at MarketplaceMissionTrip.com or today to go sign up, go to IWorkForHim.com forward slash events. Thanks, Mike. To join us on our I Work For Him Marketplace Missions Trip to your workplace, Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash events. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Start 2020 with a missionary-focused, ministry-driven attitude in your workplace. iworkforhim.com forward slash events. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him with Martha and I talk with Tony Dale just about making changes within an organization. You know, Tony, one of the things that's really impressed me about this conversation and and your heart and the way that you are leading your organization, um, for anybody who didn't hear the whole show, basically you've taken something that you have been working on as a group in a small group Bible study situation. People have become equipped and now you're saying, "Go, let's go do this and, and spread it out and, and allow them to multiply. And um, I think what really impresses me is just this whole idea that they now can feel like they are 
are allowed to do that. And you had this conversation about coming, um, you know, we have this mentality of come and join me versus go into your world and, and share the gospel. And um, you are leading that so well and sharing that with your employees. I can't wait to hear how the, that, you know, a couple months from now, what kind of things you're hearing as stories and, and who it's reached. So just thank you for that example. And I hope our listeners are l- hearing that and saying, this is a great model where we um, equip and allow it to multiply. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's a great example of parenting and, uh-huh. and discipleship. Mm. We, at some point in time, you have to you know, wean them and let them start eating real meat, which is sometimes they have to chew at it really hard to get it done. <laughs> Tony, you uh, are a man of great prayer. As we have gotten to know you over the last many, many years, we just I know that you don't do anything without a lot of prayer. And as you look to 2020 and you look at the future for Sidera Health and the Caris Group, organizations that literally can change how a another company or organization looks at the way they do deal with healthcare, what is the Lord saying to you about, hey, Tony, here's what I've got ahead for you, at least as far as I'll let you see what's up for Tony Dale in 2020? Well, Jim, that's uh, uh, obviously a really personal question, and uh, uh, it, it's something that Felicity and I have done a lot of thinking and praying about. Um, you know, uh, even as Martha was summing up some of what I've said, and you described it as parenting, <laughs> uh, I, I think those are very good terms, uh, because every business leader should be thinking about what they leave behind. Now, I happen to be, you know, blessed with being an incredibly fit and, you know, active and engaged, almost 70-year-old. And as I look at what this means, whether you're handing over on a spiritual legacy, whether you're handing over on a business legacy, whether you're uh, helping people, you know, begin to think about their future, uh, you are engaged in the process of building a legacy. Uh, and that is driving a lot of publicity in my thinking. And the Holy Spirit is saying to us, learn how to let go way before you need to so that people have ample time to grow in the gifts that God's put in them, even while they have the safety of, let's call it, parents around. Uh, and so that is a very, very important part of what's driving publicity in my thinking. <laughs> And those are really lessons that we all have to learn. And as managers, supervisors, owners of businesses, anybody that's got people underneath them, that's something, that, the most powerful thing you said, we got to learn how to let go before we need to. Mm, thank you for sharing. You know, I was even thinking, Jim, in terms of um, in the role of parenting, of being a mom, being a dad. Those being a are, grandpa, grandma, grandma. Those are incredibly hard but valuable lessons to be learning. You know, we never want to be that person that said, yeah, they should have quit doing that 10 years ago. <laughs> so, Tony, in 20 seconds or less, what do you think is going to be the hardest thing for you to let go? <laughs> wow. You know, I can tell you that the hardest thing is really entrusting to others what formerly God had entrusted to you. Mm. But it's incredibly important that where you delegate responsibility, you also give away all the authority necessary to do it. Tony Dale, thank you for being an I Work Room today. My pleasure. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Our Work Room with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.